Welcome to Retail Nightmares Podcast. My name is Alicia Tobin. I'm here with my co-ghost, Jessica Delisle. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's okay. It's exciting. Uh, it's been a I, while. Yeah. I mean, not for me personally, but for the, the listeners on the podcast, probably since I burped into your ears. I'm sorry to everyone who's listening. It's your talent. It's one of your talents. I've been drinking a lot of throat coat tea. Let me tell you, I love it. Disgusting name. Delicious tea. I love it too. It has like a licorice fennel a taste or something. It's very, yeah. It's an acquired taste. It's thick. It's a thicker tea. Yeah, it's slippery. I like it. Mm-hmm, when you If mm-hmm. you touch that tea bag, it's a bit slimy. Does it have slippery elm in it? I think it does, maybe. Okay, it's good for your butthole. But I've noticed that it makes me burp a lot. Oh, interesting. I love it. Check it out. Her- Herbal Medicinals? Is that the name of the brand? I don't know. Anyway, I I'm forget. so sorry for all the bodily function talk what? right off the top. Top Why off I the apologize. top. Why apologize? off the t- block. H- honk, honk. Chip off the honk. <laughs> We've clearly lost whatever tiny grasp on sanity we had to begin with. Um, Yeah, who cares? It wasn't worth it anyways. (laughs) What is worth it, though, is that we have a returning guest. They're a friend. It has been years since we made eye contact. (laughs) It's true. It's stand-up comedian M. Cooper. Welcome back, M. Hi. Thanks for having me. This is such a delight to see you both. Yeah, yeah it's nice excited. to see you too. How's, oh, how, how's the past few years been for you? <laughs> oh, it's just going. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I've been enjoying uh, hearing you both talk a little bit about ADHD because also freshly diagnosed. Oh, so gosh. That's a, <laughs> yeah, so we can go on all sorts of tangents this podcast and no one will stop us. <laughs> Congratulations. So I'll stop you because I'm like very into trying to not have ADHD. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Today I stood in my apartment uh, feeling very unproductive and said, I wish I could take this away. <laughs> so good luck. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, when were you diagnosed? I think it's been eight months or a year or something. Apparently time's a thing for us. So yeah. it happened. Also, the pandemic makes time liquid. So I got it's been Wiggly, a minute. Yeah. 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 Wiggly. <laughs> it's yeah. wiggly like a tooth. <laughs> I'm sure like I obviously I've known that I've had it for over 20 years. But when the pandemic started and when I was fully like unemployed during the pandemic, it was like back with a vengeance so I can't imagine what it's like for so many people who are just realizing for the first time (laughs) that they have it and not just like myself realizing like oh this is it's go time I'm losing entire days (laughs) and not knowing what what's going on well it's always hard to pick that apart from the pandemic or whatnot but mm-hmm. I I've, I found it's been helpful to be diagnosed because I just I really thought I was together to a point and then really not together for most of my adult life so now I'm like it's just I like kind of walking around and then you go oh that thing that I just like when I totally lost a box of chocolate bars in grade three and just oh. lost them and never sold them at all. Like you're like, ah, yes. Oh, good. You know, it's just like a mystery that's like slowly yeah. coming together and you're like, makes sense, makes sense. So, yeah. 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 I love that sort of like unearthing old memories and reframing it and being like, need to be not so hard on myself. Like that was yeah. so the opposite. You're, you're like, I should have been harsher on myself. I need to. I'm like, if I had known that this is how my brain worked, I may not have been in that situation. Mm, oh, yeah. that's that's a fair thought. I think that's, I also feel like that too. 
where you yeah. go like, oh, what if I had learned back then? And then I hadn't made all of these choices. <laughs> yeah, but then that's also like, you can go down that whole like, well, what if, what if? And then you're like, I, you know, what if I could go back in time? And then I'd be standing there being like, could I kill baby Hitler? I don't know. Like, it's not like that far back. Like <laughs> my, my lifetime. Right. See, I would get distracted. <laughs> And I I would forget to stop the DeLorean, you know, in whatever year I was going for it, and I'd wind up back in olden times. Mm, which is a big risk with ADHD, as we yeah, know. That's <laughs> yeah. Why, yeah, that's why all the movies about time travelers who have ADHD don't end well. That's true. <laughs> you always wind up marrying your own mom. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, yeah. basically. It's hot. I ended mm-hmm. up getting a, I've had, uh, I'm, I'm getting a coach right now for ADHD, which I oh. found helpful. So that's, that's been a nice thing. And uh, it's uh, a gal who's helping me try to go paperless. So like, when people are like, what are you up to these days? I'm like, well, let me tell you what I've done to my Google Drive. <laughs> like, oh. not enough. <laughs> but, but I've reorganized some files. and That I'm, must feel really satisfying. It's it's starting to come. Yeah. It's like it's pretty slow progress because I have also I have like six Gmail accounts, which no one needs. Mm-hmm. But you know, you get a few and then you change your name halfway through and then you get a few more and then you're like, yeah. ah shoot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I've like looked into ways that you are supposed to be able to like forward multiple it's so confusing once you get into like the advanced Gmail settings because you are supposed to be able to like forward emails from one inbox to another because I also have multiple emails that I'm like, it would be so much easier if I just consolidated all this. But it just like it gets into that point where, again, there's so many options and text on one page that I'm like, well, I'm just my brain is just going to short circuit itself by trying to focus on the option that I need here. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Which is then when I talk to my coach and she's like, you can do it champ. And here's Aww. like a way to, here's a way to work through this. Go get them tiger. <laughs> and we just hang up on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I so, simply wouldn't answer the phone if, <laughs> if that was my option. The trick is they make you pay up front. So then you're like, no, I, I paid for that champ. I'm going to get that like zoom pad on the head. I'm going to do it. You know, <laughs> I paid for that champ. I yeah. am that champ. Be the champ you want to see in the world. Totally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. And that's, guess, yeah. that's a good, <laughs> that's a good investment, I think, in your brain and your organization and your life. Yeah, I think I might have taken it a step too far. Not actually, but um, <laughs> I like also decided while I'm at it, I'm going to try to go for all the privacy centric things. So like, I'm like, I'll get off of Gmail because what if Google eats us all alive? Um, and I'll get onto Proton Mail, which is like an encrypted email. Well, right. it's like to the point where it like doesn't send the pictures in emails because it's like, what if they're danger? And no. you're like, okay, Proton Mail. Maybe you're a little more than I. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the right amount of tinfoil hat is to have. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. long term I'll be cool with it. But right now I'm like, oh, Gmail, you're so e- easy. <laughs> yeah. Just like a stylish tinfoil beret, like a little, oh. you know, a jaunty. Like a cap. visor. Hmm. Yeah. Tinfoil rimmed glasses. <laughs> Fascinator, maybe. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little yeah. crumpled ball of tinfoil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some feathers, some netting. You never yeah. know when you might need it. Yeah, there's always the line between, there's like sometimes a, there's a grain of truth in a lot of things, I'm sure. But also like our privacy is, I think, for the most part, a fallacy. 
and it comes to you. I, I've like Facebook now has this option for businesses to download so much of your private information. Yes. And I don't think that people realize that. And I saw it when I was doing work, um, I would, when I was at work and there was an option for it. And I was like, well, I will never click that. Like, why would we ever need this information unless people gave it to us? But, you know, you could study it and see like what their buying habits are or whatever. But there is no way people understand no. how much no. people can see of their accounts. No, I think Johan Hari had a good way of explaining it where he's like, some of those companies are basically like, they're getting so much information on you that like, you know how people are like, oh, my phone like listens to me and it knows what I'm saying. And then I see ads and he's mm -hmm. like, well, the reality is actually kind of creepier where it's these companies are taking so much information on you and then selling ads back to you because they're basically like making a composite voodoo doll of you. Totally. And, and, you know, and I was predicting. like, oh, yeah. I'll never unsee that image in my head. <laughs> but it's yeah. so helpful to remember. It's like a, yeah. a digital golem. Yeah. Which sounds pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> sounds pretty cool. I mean, yeah, I'm sure it's now cool that you mention it. Yeah. Bring it, bring it on. Give me my cyber anyway, body. I didn't need to tank us with tinfoil hat talk. No, <laughs> no it is something uh, worth uh, considering, especially since I woke up to the news that Elon Musk wants to buy Twitter. And I was like, oh, let him have it. It's like a garbage land. There's already a lot of problems. Yeah. It's just well, weird. It's just yeah. weird. Yeah, I mean, Twitter is a place that I enjoy making jokes. And I think um, I'm faced with the constant reality that I don't have a way of promoting myself otherwise, although every opportunity has presented itself to build a website. <laughs> no, don't do, do that to yourself. Building a website's a goddamn like nightmare. I wouldn't. I would, I would hire somebody. It's, it's also still hard. Like, how often yeah. are we going to all of our friends' websites? Never. But if like somebody Sorry. wanted to find us, like you, we've had yeah. the experience recently where someone was trying to find us and it was a nightmare for them Yeah, because we don't do any promotion. We don't share our email addresses anywhere. Uh, we don't respond to weird messages or friendship requests. So They've literally tried every way to get a hold of us, which uh, eventually worked. But um, he's a really bad dude, and he is uh, like a libertarian, fucking uh, right wing, scary guy who, you know, having control of a platform like that is not good. Yeah. And uh, they just creeps me out. Best hair plugs in the world, though. Best hair plugs in the world. Oh, I he didn't know. Yeah, the before and after is very satisfying to look at. I highly recommend. <laughs> well, it's good that there's you found the positive on that guy, which mm -hmm. is great. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and you have to dig way back. You have to go really, really far back. Okay, this is only very tangentially related. But Elon Musk, obviously, really rich, billionaire, richest person in the yeah, world. Yeah, he, he really earned it without any help from his family. Yeah. <laughs> or um, sl slavery. But so that I was thinking, I watched the Jackass Forever movie recently. Oh, lucky. Oh, how and, was it? You know, I think I probably should have seen it in the theater, but fair. I did watch it while at home. And it is, to me, it's getting harder to just laugh at all of it without just thinking about the toll that all of the stunts are taking on these people's bodies. Oh, yeah. You know, it's the same with like action movie stars and stunt people. 
when when they ha- show all the bloopers at the end and it's like you know here's where jackie chan broke his leg in three places and all that and painted stuff. a shoe on it and continued yeah to ski yeah and we've stuff. all seen the same movie yeah. yeah when you're a kid you're like that's amazing as <laughs> that's an adult so you're cool. like that's never gonna feel good again <laughs> yeah i'm just thinking of like how much arthritis they're all gonna have but then it, so it brought me to this realization where i feel like the people who do that sort of work with their bodies, like the jackasses of the world, the stunt people of the world. I think those are the only people who deserve to be millionaires. I'm, I'm down for that theory. I don't, and I don't know why it was just kind of arbitrary. And I was like, yeah, these people deserve to be millionaires because like they're entertaining so many people. They're making so many people laugh and yell and grab you know. their balls and empathy. Yeah. Mm. I would, if I could, um, <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I can and I will. I just create two with those nice wool dryer balls, and then I put them in like a balloon, and then roll them in lint, and then <laughs> you have a little plaque that says Alicia's balls. Alicia's balls. Uh, but yeah, I just think that they, you know, whatever sort of profit they get from that sort of endeavor, they deserve every single last penny of it. That's fair. I feel like there's like I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel sort of um, I wouldn't say guilt maybe sort of a responsibility or a heaviness around athletes that's similar. And oh, yeah. they provide all of this like happiness and enthusiasm, like not for us. Yeah, maybe I, actually M, M you played basketball, correct? Yeah, Bad, but I'm terrible badly, at watching. Yeah. I'm terrible at watching basketball. I do I, I, sometimes, but like when the Raptors made a bid to win the f- championships, I jumped on the bandwagon. Then I yeah, was like, Yeah, you're All back right. in, right? Yeah. But I feel um, so concerned the entire time for the players that aren't getting paid millions of dollars because they just have this short career that we see, of course, as children, like, you know, there's something they, they've done their entire lives. But it's over at 30 and then they have to live with that body for, you know, hopefully at least 30 or 40 more years. But with all of the damage that was done, I'm like, everybody there should get paid better. Like there should be a minimum for destroying your body for entertainment. Oh, yeah. I forgot about sports. Sure. That's included, too. I just forgot about it because it's just not on my radar whatsoever. Yeah. And I don't think you should be allowed to race animals i've got like a lot of lot of rules in we've my got brain. some add-ons to this new this new world order i yeah. yeah and it's when you're playing sports too i definitely remember thinking because i played a couple years in university and i was just like oh if i like you know injured myself i would try to play through it or or whatever you know yeah. like you definitely get into that zone because mm-hmm. it's the thing that you're already spending 30 hours a week on so you want to do well at it yeah so and everyone in your world is like, yes, this matters a lot. And then you step out yeah. and you're like, no one cares. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, I was playing Canadian basketball. No one cared. <laughs> hey, it matters. It matters. Yeah. Um, I even see friends like training for a certain goal or something. And I'll see them pull some sort of muscle or something. And I'll see them sort of training through it. And I'm like, no, like you need to allow yourself to just like take a day off to rest. Like it's important. I know you've got your goal, but like, hey, I'm the person who ignored stuff stuff like that and let me be the like uh ghost of aches future please i still can't use my shoulder completely (laughs) and how long ago was that that you first injured it it was like five years ago probably (sighs) almost no it was no because it was this one first this one four four years ago okay i remember the the summer that i started working where i work so almost four years oh shit and uh yeah, I don't think it will ever come back. See, I I want the digital Facebook body <laughs> to be my yeah, primary the voodoo form. I would yeah, I'd be into that. 
I'm also watching uh, the latest Star Trek series, plural, because yeah, nice. there's multiple Star Treks airing simultaneously. And they're getting into like synth bodies, which I'm pretty into. Em, are you watching as well? I will see the occasional one of the new Star Treks, and I don't even know which one, uh, <laughs> when my partner is catching up and I happen to be at his place. Uh-huh. Okay. So, yeah, that's uh, so I've only seen a couple, uh, and it, they've been very enjoyable, and I love how queer it is. I'm like, yes. oh, everyone, is everyone queer in space? Yes. Great. I love this. Like, they, they, they stepped into the future where they're like, nah, just a they, we'll go they, with that. Perfect. They fully, because they f- I think that was always the blind spot. Sorry, Alicia, I'm like going to get briefly. I have an into- important Star Trek question. Like, okay. I'm waiting. Yeah. No, please ask. So, I'm not opposed to Star Trek, but I think that because I have to watch everything, in order and I don't want to miss anything else like Mm. it's such a huge library yeah like where do you start and I watched Dexter I think I started watching Dexter and then asked a friend who had seen all of Dexter if I would have to watch all of Dexter to then see the new Dexter and then Mm. they said no and I was like I can just watch the new Dexter and that was great that's all I wanted to do can I start yeah can I start at this you can start wherever the fuck you want to start really like you can just pick whatever series looks the most interesting to you like whoever Do they inform each other though like it's the sort of thing like i mean all these sort of huge franchises where like yes if you're a, a nerd who's watched from the very beginning you'll get like a little bit more of the subtlety and the references and like the history on like these different like but the current like star trek discovery is now 700 years in the future and the current star trek picard is now like gone back in time to like 2024 so they're both out of timelines that like Star Trek is normally on. So okay. they've sort of like parted the way because there's now going to be like a third Star Trek show that centers around uh, Captain Pike, which I'm very excited about. So that they're like parting the timeline so they can just have plow the, you know. They're parting the meat curtains. To yeah, plow. they're prying apart the, 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 the cheeks of time mm. to to boldly go where no one has gone before Mm. but that is one thing what i was going to say to m what you were saying is how queer star trek discovery has become is that was always the huge blind spot in the star trek world is that like you know they're in this sort of like futuristic utopian thing but there was never really any gay characters there's like everything was still pretty heteronormative there's one scene where Worf is wearing his uh, dress uniform and he's like, it looks like we're wearing dresses. And Riker yells at him and he's like, that is an outdated and sexist way of thinking. And I remember even watching that as a child, just being like, oh, what's this feeling I'm feeling? I feel like, the, is it hot in here? Like that was is really this empowerment? Cool. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> Riker's cool. <laughs> um, but That's amazing. They've, they've gone so far because I think like, it's always been about kind of like building the future that you want to exist. And so now it's gone like fully into like, it's the first cast members who are like in a gay couple and, you know, it doesn't end in tragedy, like which is good. Uh, and there's like a non-binary character and that person had, it's complicated. I don't want to get into it. They're like, they've got like a partner. Yeah. There's There's a lot happening. Partner that like, there's the symbiont it's yeah, it's confusing, but Alicia basically 
whatever cast you think is hottest, just start there. I love the current one because it's got Take Notaro on it and she's hilarious. Yeah. And I, my partner told me that she got to pick her own name and she was like Jet Reno. And I was like, Jet oh, Reno. So the funny. Coolest name. It it's also so funny. <laughs> always makes me think of Janet Reno, though, too, which mm. is not as cool. But yeah, I mean, like, I have a soft spot for all the like 80s and 90s Star Treks. That's, yeah, that's like, I've never really watched any of those. Even They're really though they were character based, which is great. Like, you really get to know all those characters. Whereas the current one, it's sort of like, I don't know who half of these bridge crew members are. I don't know what their deal is. Like, what do they do on their downtime? That's what I care about. Mm-hmm. Is there, um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm obsessed with a lot of nipples. Anyways, let's move on. Nipples? Yeah, I always want to make a joke that in space, like, you get to have, like, as many nipples as you want, or, oh, yeah. I don't know. In the Scott Bakula one, a man gets pregnant and he grows a nipple on his arm, so... <laughs> Oh, great. So maybe start there. That is the, that is the future we've all been dreaming of. Truly. We are typically, you know, 30 minutes into this and we have not told a <laughs> retail so experience. It's not <laughs> you. Nightmare or dream. Em, do you want to do you want to start us off? Yeah, I you know what? I re-listened to the episode that you um you guys had me on before cuz I was like, I don't remember what I talked about and I was wondering, I think like I remember talking about the, some of the restaurants I worked at and stuff and where I was terrible. Um, <laughs> and I feel like I had maybe tried to talk about the place where I was working at the time, like five years ago, which okay. is, let's call it, put a bird on it, uh, <laughs> a gift store on Main Street, okay. with over 200 yeah. local artists. Yeah. And I don't know, I, I think I like hadn't thought about like actually talking about the place that I was currently working at and how to be tactful about that. Of course, I, we've all struggled I, with that. I think Jay edited out. I was like, oh, that's so good that it's edited out. I was so happy to re-listen it. Because like, <laughs> I thought I talked about it, but I couldn't remember. So this oh. time I will say, put a bird on it will be my go-to. <laughs> um, but yeah, 200 artists is too many for one small consignment store. I'm going to go out shit. there. Yeah, That place is consignment? Yeah, it's a consignment, basically. Oh my goodness. Thank okay. you. Thank you. It stresses me out going in there. Is there Thank like you. a binder of like I don't even it's there's contact? just not a, not a system that is adequate. Maybe they've redone it. Again, the people working there are like they're great, but it was just the the sheer volume of like we have 200 delightful local artists all in one store that is charming to walk through, but people come in, they touch everything, and then you're expected to know 200 different stories about these all of these uh, different artists and their different wares and so you're this like This person has a weird penis. <laughs> Every time and they make tea towels about it, mm -hmm. not, I think those would have sold. <laughs> well, and then it, you kind of have to know too, like because it was consignment. Like you know, if this person doesn't drop off as regularly, and we kind of had to nudge them to drop off. Most people were great, but then you'd be like, oh, like Jeremy McFree Spirit, he's not <laughs> coming out of Galliano Island very often. So we're if you out have of kayaks, by. Yeah, ladles. yeah. <laughs> you, yes you know that's it like was wild. adhd or not that's really hard to keep track of it was i find that store to be like absolutely everyone that works there is lovely and there's lots of lovely things but because it's there's no unifying theme that when i'm in there i get decision fatigue i can't mm. tell if something is nice or needed because there's too many other things around it and i think that i've only ever bought a card there and even well, then, I'm like, I'm not sure. <laughs> it took everything you had. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just too packed for my, and I want to like reorganize everything and, and say like, you need to bring in different things to ground this. Yeah. And I haven't been in for like, since I worked there basically. So it could be, it could be different now. But the, um, the other thing was that we didn't get a staff discount because it was consignment. Right. Right. And so then you would kind of like, you know, it's retail, you have only a 30 minute break for lunch. There's no break room. There's nowhere to like, sometimes you don't have time to go out and get something. And then if you're hungry at work, you're just going to like buy very expensive dark chocolate bark and then eat <laughs> it and be like, this was an hour's worth of time. Yes. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you know? So yeah. yeah, that, I mean, and also just like, you know, when you're in a nice place with delicate and you just don't want to break stuff and you're trying to like tippy toe over the window display and you're just trying to get that driftwood box in the perfect spot. But if you drop that driftwood box, it's yeah, $300. Long limbs <laughs> and you don't want to accidentally knock something. Yeah. All the nice glass things. So yeah, put a burn on it. Uh, I did, you know, <laughs> I worked there for a minute and, uh, but also Christmas time. I mean, classic, Oof. just, you know, just so many people in such a tight space with so many items. And you're just like, I mean, try not to shoplift because I won't be able to stop you. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh something. yeah. No, they must've had so much shoplifting there. Yeah. I don't remember. Well, how would you know? <laughs> yeah. There's no inventory system that you could access and use and yeah. yeah. So that was the thing. Uh, I currently work now in a, like a small media company and I'm the kind of outreach or customer service. I'm one of the people that'll get the nice emails and the angry emails. And like the people who choose to like give to us are very supportive and lovely. But because of like the misinformation these days, that has been pretty wild. Um, and like recently, you know, there's COVID misinformation and Putin misinformation, all that sort of stuff. And so I've gotten really good at like, you know, an empathic kind of kind response to those those questions. And I'm like, you know, but they, they keep coming and it's been a lot. Uh, yeah. But then the one that got me recently was this woman emailed and was like, is Queen Elizabeth a cannibal? Could you fact check that for me? What? <laughs> I was like, what? Like, this certainly isn't a story that we wrote. And then I just had to send her back and be like, uh, you know, I love that you have an intuition that this is not a true thing. I think you need to follow that intuition. And I sent her like a link to a pointer course on how to think critically on media. Oh like there's a free course. Oh, that's and amazing. I, was like, I was like, you know, because you're just like, mm, I need you to go in the right direction with this. Like we're at a turning point here and yeah. I happen to see this email and this could go either way. So like, yeah. I need you to, I need you to be on team, not cannibal. You could send her like a link to Joe Rogan's podcast or like <laughs> uh, how, to, how to learn to think critically about what you see in the media. That's yeah. amazing that you get that. That's where people go is to you to ask those questions instead of just, to Google. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes the, the reality is you can't always like when people have COVID questions and they're kind of angry, you're like, at the start, I was like, hey, let me try to fix it. And then you're like, oh, I can't. These are these are still coming, you know, so yeah. you're like, I have a boilerplate kind of thing. And I go, I hear you're frustrated. Thanks. You know, I'm really good at validating people's emotions. So that is a skill that I have taken from therapy and <laughs> implemented. People really do want to be heard. So you know, much. and I think once they're heard, there's sometimes an opportunity to share some more f information that may help. But, yep. you know, the first part is and also not exhausting yourself. We had a, a product discontinuation at work and we did so much work to prepare the team for every possible question. 
And it has come in handy because it's exhausting navigating the same question over and over again with slight differences, which you probably experience. You're like, well, we have, I have an answer for this version of it. But what if they think this? Like, then I got to write a whole new one each time. So yeah. like, is that discontinued product a cannibal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like, oh, we were discontinuing the babies that we were feeding to Queen Elizabeth because she can't chew them anymore. Um, and we've just replaced it with placenta. Yeah, pudding. this is where the misinformation comes from. She's not technically a cannibal because she's mm. just eating apes. So it's oh, not wow, technically cannibalism, but it's like sort of in it's the really same. Bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's really close. Yeah, yeah. Oh, part of me wishes I had sent that. I like then we need now we need the timeline. One where I sort of like have an off day and I send the ape email, and one where I send the here do your homework email, and yeah. then we just see, see where her life goes. Life with the things I don't say, you know, like <laughs> the things I don't say, and well, the path's not taken. Yeah, and those yeah. things. That's why it's good to have like somebody on your team that's funny too, because then you can say like, what if we said this. And then everyone laughs and then you send the nice thing. Yeah. Yep. It's just like a way of compensating. It's like a check and balance. Like the, from the stress, I'm like, oh, I'll laugh at this. And never, I would never do it. But no, you kind of have to get it that out. That sounds wild. Yeah. We occasionally get like political comments and stuff very yeah. frequently. But those people just want to talk to anybody. Yeah. That's a whole vibe too. When, so, when you're like, oh, this is, this is your life story? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it just depends. Uh, yeah, and if you've got time, like, I think for me, that sometimes that's a nice part of the job. If someone catches me on the phone and I have a minute, like, yes. look at I was just updating credit card numbers all day. I'll, t- I'll chat with you happily kind of thing. You know, totally. and it's more if that one, like, turns where someone's like, I had a nice chat with someone and then they turned and they're like, I don't like that this non-binary person's getting health care. And I was like, oh, you're talking Whoa. to one, man. You're wow. talking to one. <laughs> like, Do you, know, you yeah. feel you're like, like there's been a... Very few times where I felt like it was necessary to share a point of view, but I had a lot of it over COVID and where these vaccines are this, or I think this, or Trump is great, like things like that came up. And I found like myself navigating them as gracefully as possible. And then other times, you know, you don't make the effort. But it's it's hard, like when you're on the phone and then someone, you know, reveals that they like don't believe that, you know, a certain group of people deserve basic human rights or, you know, things like that. Like, at least you do have that distance. Like, at least that's not a face to face interaction. That's like the only positive I can think of that is like, at least this person it's not breathing the same air as you right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then but then there is that thing of part of me goes, oh, but if if we were in the same place, and I was like, okay, bud, but also you're you're speaking to someone who's the thing that you're you clearly don't know that much about. Like if we were face to face, I also feel like that would be a more like a deeper experience for that person to be right. like, oh, I've just sounded off at a person who's Hopefully. real and I can see them, and like maybe I'll make an adjustment, maybe not. Hopefully. But, you know. I mean, like, I feel like you could probably you seem like you, uh, you, ha- you have skills at, in talking mm. to people and like chilling people out a little bit because I, I would just be like, I got to close down the store now. I don't know how <laughs> yes. to do this. Yeah. Back in, back no, no in more never. News. Well, it's funny, though, because I'll get I mean, 
I don't know if you have this too, Alicia, where like I'll be really kind and I'll be compassionate to people and then I'll get a little confident that I'm doing that and then someone will kind of slip in with something different and it, like not the cannibal kind of thing, but just something just that like kind of rubs me the wrong way. And then like I'm like kind of, kind of sharp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah where you're, you're like, sharp. I just can't. I can't. Yeah. You're like, you can't. At a certain point, it's sort of like. Is it my job to teach an old dog new tricks? Like it's not, not that that is tricks, but yeah, I definitely experience stuff like that. You know, where it's like a lonely customer or something who comes into the store and they're chatting with you and you're just sort of, they're telling you stories and you're like, oh, okay, this and is kind of like, interesting. Oh, Asian people, X, Y, Z. Yeah. Or they'll yeah. say something like, I used to be so racist. And I'm like, why are you bringing this up? Like used to be are you sure you're you're over it <laughs> like yeah. the way you're talking I'm I'm starting to be like how many minutes until I get to lock the door well you're uh you're um which I call it audience uh, captive captive yes the one yeah. I had a lot of which surprised me was the trucker convoy yes like 90% of consumers that call the company I work for are from the U.S. and some great conversations and then some about some opportunities to just say, hey, like, I know it looks like this and this is what you're seeing on the news. But I can tell you that every single person involved has like a history of being parts of these groups. And then some people are like, whoa, I had no idea. And then there's like another person that wrote me like a scathing email about something, but then was like, I wish you well. And I hope that all of your truckers, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, yeah, and delete. Like, Oof. I don't ever have to deal with this kind of like anger and manipulation yeah. Uh, from from this person again and I felt good about that but yeah. I find it wild that you're getting because you can also feel the waves of inf- misinformation like I'm also I'm also like I feel like I notice when Putin sends out a wave of misinformation because a day later then I'm getting angry emails oh, that's yeah. about, so interesting you know what I mean like and it's uh, obviously not but you can just the way there's like a certain tone when people are like mad about something and you're like I just don't think you would be this mad if it was true like it just there's just a certain oh, that's so interesting there's a certain vibe of people being like I cannot believe you published this I cannot imagine why you did this I cannot believe like and there's that same tone with COVID and the trucker convoy and then some people about like defending Russia uh and the, there's yes. and and so that's so fascinating and I'm just like okay well we just have different places where we're getting info and I don't I don't know what I can do. So, but I, I'm so fascinated that you're getting that in your work, Alicia, because like in news, it makes sense. And it's just like, you yeah. know, I think like, I think one of the reasons why it happens more is because people are so isolated. Yeah, maybe. And not yeah. only just in the sense that like, there's some of us probably very similar to us that have been actually like really abstaining from social life as much as possible, but we had other resources to enrich our lives. And I feel like a couple of different things happened where, and I don't know this to be fact, but there's people that are actually physically isolated and the only outreach that they have is social media and like Fox News and places that aren't great sources for a close to unbiased opinion. You can just say my blog. It's fine. Yeah, so you it's can Jessica's say Jessica's blog. blog I have all movies. the hot takes. <laughs> yeah. Come, yeah. If you want news, come to my blog. <laughs> you want and all the latest like the cannibal echo, news. Yeah. Echo chamber, like communities. Like when I went to the, the counter protest for the convoy, it was a uniformly type of person 
for the most part, participating. And they just hear the same thing said back to them all the time. And it becomes fact in their mind. But I think that we see a lot of loneliness. And for those sure. are the better conversations to have because they're looking to have a conversation and like, you know, are, are like, I don't know what's happening. Do you know what's happening? And I'm like, well, I don't know for sure, but this is how I feel about it. And this is where I read about it. Yeah. And then that person's not necessarily trying to like, they don't, they also have the incentive to not scare you away and like stay in the conversation and in dialogue because they're looking to connect, which is, I mean, that's great. I've been listening to um, Misha Globerman, uh, who is like a facilitator and mediator out of Toronto. um, And he's been featured on the You Are Not So Smart podcast. And just as like, in terms of how to have hard conversations with people and sort of have a hope of like, maybe changing their mind, but really you just have to like meet people where they're at, listen. And, you know, it's all this stuff that you're, you know, you're kind of instinctively doing, but or not, if you're calm, you instinctively do it. And then as soon as it gets heated, it all goes out the window and no one can do it. And so he, he teaches like courses and things like that. Oh, that's really cool. I will look him up afterwards because I've had some tough conversations with like my dad, who's very open-minded, but also experiencing a different like having a completely different experience as like a, as a white male straight senior in the U.S. seeing yeah. everything kind of crumble after being like a benefactor of capitalism and imperialism and colonialism and everything, and then feeling like a lot of empathy, but then not really seeing what he had hoped happen happen and feeling yeah. So we had tough conversations because I've become also far more radicalized in the past few years and that's love it yeah so and then I have another friend who's turned like far more conservative than I ever anticipated and he brought up uh what's his face that awful man Jordan Peterson it's like you're and, not narrowing it down yeah, in any. Was like, yeah. and Steven I was like Tyler? really I don't know I got so upset that I couldn't argue I was just like how like because I yeah. feel so many so many feelings and that's that's great but anyways, this is a comedy podcast. So <laughs> oh, I did it. I, Sorry, guys. No, you didn't do it. I love this conversation. But also, I love it because I don't know a lot about it or how to be better at it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to look up that guy that you mentioned. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, this is good to know. And just like, not even these topics specifically, just for any tough conversation to like, listen to people and know how to, you know, have difficult conversations without reacting overly emotionally and all that, which is... yeah. Well, he does free workshops and he also will just, and the nice thing about him is he'll admit that no one does it well and it's really hard. And that's like very comforting. So it's like, because anytime you go to chat with someone and it's hard and then you feel bad, it's like, nope, that's the human. That's the human thing. We're all, we're all trying anyway. Yeah. yeah. Or you'll have like one way you think it's going to go in your head and then the way it does go is not. Just vastly different. And you're like, why can I not breathe? (laughs) Yeah. Totally. Well, that's a hot tip. I'm going to tell my really, my absolutely stolen from Sally, Sally White, retail experience. We went to Costco on Monday evening and uh, she had to return something. And I went and looked at all the leggings and bathing suits um, waiting for her like a kid. And she came back. She made the return successfully. They were wonderful. She didn't even have a receipt. And when she was in line, somebody returned a pie they didn't like what they'd eaten one slice they didn't like it and they returned it whoa is this like a a fruit pie like a dessert pie yeah it was a dessert pie there's no such thing as bad pie and also a store-bought pie is a store-bought pie they're all the same pies are pretty good from what i recall they're all kind of just the same quality like 
I mm-hmm. ha- I have returned a pie not to a Costco. Oh. I have returned a pie to a Choices because when I opened the box, like I had bought it that day, took it two doors down to where I was working, opened it, and there was mold on it, and so I just brought it right back, and that You're was so immediate. Picky. Immediate. So I I feel like that's a valid reason. Yeah, it was a, what what we call in the customer service department at my business, my business, the company I work for. Um, my business. A preference complaint. They just didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> we get a lot of those. Like people eat an entire thing and they're like, we didn't like it. And I'm like, okay. Oh my that's, gosh. Yeah, that's, that's so wild cheeky. to me. I don't like most things, I feel like. And that's just life. <laughs> like, Yeah. And I think I, we, as mentioned, we deal with a lot of U.S. consumers and they have a different expectation around what is fair and what is just and what they are due. And it's, I think, based on a real culture of uh, scarcity. And anyways, it uh, can be very funny. Because I'm just like, you are an adult. You took this risk. Yeah. But with... I have such a hard time like finding a receipt and returning a thing. Like I, if I've done the chore oh, yeah. and bought the thing, also, I can never get back there. It'll never no, happen. I have so a if, whole uh, dining room table covered in clothing that has to be returned. Oh wow! Will I return it on time? Yes. Will I wait till the last moment? You betcha. Yeah, you will. That's ADHD for you, baby. Jessica, do you have a retail thing? <laughs> I don't think I have a retail thing. Uh, I mean, your mold story with the pie was perfect. I think my mole story, and I was like, oh, I yeah, have a tell mole me about story? your mole. And I was like, <laughs> I've got multiple mole stories. But yeah, nothing that has happened recently. I've just been helping my friend go through a bunch of her stuff because she's getting ready to temporarily move for a renovation. And it's just been sort of fascinating going through another person's stuff that they don't want. And I've talked about this before, the whole like one person's trash is another person's treasure type thing. And I am the trash liker. <laughs> I'm the trash <laughs> toucher, the trash looker, the trash the poker. Trash yeah, I'm I'm the trash heap. And I just, yeah, I don't know what it is about me. Like when you said you want to start at the very beginning of Star Trek and I'm like, I understand. I totally understand that. I want to, I'm a completist. So if there's like a pile of old magazines that my friend doesn't want like i'm gonna have to look through oh, you each can't touch them you one cannot of touch them. them well i have and i am doing <laughs> oh, that that was very defiant that was like yeah. a kid just being like I well did i already it, did so it there and also uh, yeah back in the day where we would wrap things in newspaper for moving i would just like just get lost in like reading the newspaper yeah oh like that was wrapped around yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, like, I'm doing this on my time. I'm not billing her for this, of <laughs> course. Like, this is, I just now have a new stack of magazines by my bathtub. And I'm like, oh, yay, I'm bringing back the, like, read one article per bath uh, oh, thing that I started. Lovely. Yeah, it's nice. But then it's also, like, doing the thing where, you know, one person is finally coming to terms with, like, this is all the stuff that I thought I would read, but I'm not going to read. And I'm like, well, I'll take it. And then I'm like, am I going <laughs> to, is it the curse? Has the curse just been passed on to me? But I did today go and donate a bunch of, they're not really magazines, but like, um, yeah, I guess they're magazines or just like anthologies, collections of like writing and short stories and poetry and stuff. And That's I put lovely. them in a free library. And nice. whenever I do that, they're like gone the next day. So someone's enjoying it or i've passed the curse on well uh, either way 
Yeah. That's the quaintest way to pass a curse on, though. Yeah, it is pretty quaint. That's true. Those little huts that people build for books are charming. Them. They're so nice. There's a lot around me. I'm sort of like in a good position. During like the early, maybe like the first summer of the pandemic, I would go on these walks where we'd just do like a big loop where we'd hit like five or six of these little free libraries because people were going through their stuff and getting rid of stuff. And I found so many really cool books that may or may not be sitting in a pile that I've never touched. But who, you know what? I <laughs> Who's love to say it. if the curse is passed on? We're Who's not sure. Say? I'm just like looking around my apartment. It's various different piles. And I'm like, but they're all organized. So, I mean, that's not retail, I know, but it is. I'm just sort of like the, <laughs> Jay keeps joking that like my new job title is like, you're the organizer, which sounds very like menacing. Like I'm someone who like cleans up bodies or something. Like I, I take care of things. What about cleaning muse? Ooh. Ooh, mysterious. That's, that's much more. Yeah, muse I makes like me think of like a pervy person. <laughs> yeah, so. that's true. That's and true. It makes me want to put up, like throw a protective spell around Jessica. Fair. Thank you. Um, it makes me think of that uh, that movie, The Muse. You know that Albert Brooks movie? No, I'm. I often really don't pick up references. Oh, I, I'm like I've got a real specific Looney Tunes category and like a Monty yeah, Python. Yeah, you remember category. that Looney Tunes episode where Bugs Bunny was drawing I mean, Mrs. Bugs Bunny? All yeah. you really need. I'm well well versed is, in that. There was a Mrs. Bugs Bunny. He had a crush. She was quite sexy. Lola. Yeah, Lola I think Bunny? you're right. No, you're that's talking in... about Space Jam? We're talking Tiny mm. Tunes there. Oh, <laughs> oh, shit. I'm getting confused. Anyway, I just like, I think I am like the person who knows the right person to pass along all the stuff to. Because like, I just filled my car up full of stuff and like, there was a ton of board games and I like organized all the board games and then I was like, I know who would want all these and like, I get Jay to text his brother or like I'll text someone. I'll be like, hey, do you want this? And everyone's like, yep. And so it's like, it's not quick and it's not. I'm not getting any texts. You don't want any of this stuff. I know that for a fact. Okay. Yeah. You're very particular. And you know that too. <laughs> like you. Yeah. I'm like, is it a, a baby beluga? No, then I don't oh. want it. <laughs> yeah. Like if I found some whale figurines, you'd be the first person I would contact. Or sharks. Oh, but it's sharks. sort of like, it's like a way of bypassing retail. <laughs> and I think it feels kind of like a superpower. And I like it. That's how I feel about Facebook Marketplace, too. Yeah. I haven't ventured back on there. But there's a few items where I'm like, I'm eventually going to have to throw them up. Because I don't know what to do with these bigger pieces. But we'll come to that bridge when... Uh, we will... Waddle across that bridge dressed like ducks when we feel like it. No No pants pants on. Only shirts. Baby Huey, little little shirts, or little butts, just hanging out. Dive into a pool. Pooping while we walk. Pooping where we stand. Orange flippers. Oh, yeah. Speaking of our uh, fine feathered friends, I just want to give everyone an update that the goose couple that nests on the building next to the one that I live in every year. I think they've been doing it for the last four years at least. They're back. The nest is built in the exact same spot. They're sitting on the nest. So there's at least one or more eggs in there. So within within the month or so, I should hope to see 
little fluffy How does the baby, baby get down from the... Here's the mind-blowing thing <laughs> that I can't believe, but right as soon as they're born, their bones are so flexible that they can withstand a fall of like up to three stories. So what? their parents can just knock them off the building into a bush and they'll survive and they'll immediately start walking and be able to like find their own food. It's See, it would be great if human babies were like that. Yeah, just no. throw them around. They're fine. They're bouncy. But I also, okay, I learned something really cool about Canada geese uh, this week because I read their entire Wikipedia page. But I learned <laughs> that the time from when the babies hatch to when the babies get their, well, like when they become teens or whatever and they get their flight feathers, that is the time where each year the parents lose their flight feathers and get new ones. So it works out perfectly that when the babies can't fly, the parents can't fly either. So they're like stuck on the ground. They can't abandon them. They have to look after them. It just like blew my mind and I love it. Oh, that's sweet. It's like perfect. But there's a lot of kids who wish their parents had those those feathers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hmm. That's why I that's why I was always giving my parents weird haircuts uh, when right, I wanted yes. them to stay home. Yeah, that's it. Making weird avant-garde looks. You're a cool kid. Keep them home. Yeah. <laughs> keep your parents home. Kids, keep your parents where you can see them. Otherwise, they're going to be going and getting weird step parents that you don't like. I'm combining so many different stories into one weird thought. You're a storyteller. <laughs> I'm a bit of a, I'm a muse. Mm. I'm a storyteller. Mm. Also, the weed store n- near me is called Muse. So when I hear Muse, I think of that too. Yum, yum, yum. Mm. Upscale marijuanas. It's so ridiculous. Should we do some segments? Yeah. Let's do it. Um, if you were a demon, we're talking body horror. We're talking psychological despair. We're talking fantasy gore and goo and whatever you're inspired to be what kind of demon would you be definitely be uh more into the goblin side of things like okay. think like yeah. brian froud kind of energy you know that is. is that oh. like a, an illustrator yeah think like uh he's a 19 sort of uh i want to say like 1970s 80s did a lot of books on fairies and gnomes also oh. i think he did the muppets in um he might have designed the muppets in the labyrinth Oh, uh, David Bowie. Oh, so cool. I know yeah. this. I know the look. My mom had a lot of this guy's books, I think. Yeah, right. It, there was a moment. I've definitely still got. Actually, I have an 
unseemly amount of fairy books. Uh, and I don't it. read them. I just like to own them, which makes me a goblin. Um, mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I just love these little goblins that he draws. They've got little pot bellies. They've kind of got like spindly little legs that are kind of akimbo and all over the place and long little knobby fingers yeah. and like kind of wide apart eyes that are dark and black. And I just, uh, yeah, and they kind of get to walk around naked with their little pot bellies and just kind of creep around and go and I just, I would love to do that for a few days. I don't think that's what people mean when they go goblining out. I think when they say, when people say goblining these days, I think they just meant, oh, I watched a lot of YouTube and ate. Yeah. Messy. I think that's, that's what they mean. <laughs> you know, the goblin is in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. Mm, no, I mean, you can be whatever goblin you want to be. And I love that you've chosen the specific look of this artist goblin style. Would you, okay, so that's what you want to look like and you want to just goblin around, goblin out. Would you be playing pranks on people like a like a gremlin style or would you be like hiding socks? Would you be spooking people? <laughs> I mean, I think I might use you as a consultant because they'll sell sound like great ideas. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, I be, I'll be your goblin coach. You can help me organize all my little goblin mittens yeah, for when trinkets. it's cold. <gasps> yeah. Oh, all the things kid. I steal. Yeah, yeah, all the books I steal. Yeah, I definitely think I would just be kind of fun to just kind of like be under someone's bed, just kind of going meh, 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 and like whispering things, you know? Yeah. I think if you're a goblin too, like it would just be a very fun thing to say the thing that like, like someone's deepest fear. You'd just yeah. be like, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. You'll always be alone, you know, but you just yeah. say it like a gremlin, you know? And, Your mother uh, never loved yeah. you. So mean. Yeah. <laughs> Just whisper it in the trees. Ooh, poetic and beautiful. I love yeah. this. I don't know. Always so polite, though. So it'd just be nice to just be able to shapeshift into, you know, goblin form and just get it out of your system and then kind of go back to like yeah. sending nice emails back to people about yeah. COVID. <laughs> I hope this finds you well. Kindly. Yeah, it's like a, a rumspringer of goblinhood. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like you just let it all out and then you can choose to come back and live your orderly, polite, organized life. I love it. It sounds healthy. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Alicia? What kind of goblin would you be? I would be the kind of goblin that when you reach under something where you can't see, and but you know it's there, you're looking for something and you can feel like the dust that you didn't clean. And like, like for me, it's always like the dog kibble. I didn't realize like I kicked under the couch. And I'm like reaching for this like rubber tennis ball that always gets under the couch and I usually just have to move the couch to get it when your hand gets kind of stuck and you're not sure you can pull it all the way out I would just hold your hand gently for a moment oh that's, that's nice. let it, so let it nice go. I like it it's so kinda, scary kinda, and so kinda nice kind of scary but I would have like, not bad intentions but just like just hold just it little yeah gentle just hold it for a moment are you tiny or are you big <laughs> I'm just the hand oh oh mm-hmm just a wow. disembodied hand. You're like cousin, yeah. cousin it or not cousin it thing thing thing. Yeah, the but little... not of this world. Like I wasn't part of a body at any point. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. I'm not, I'm not dead, nor am I alive. You're like the hamburger helper hand. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I like that. Which I saw oh. recently online somewhere. I have no idea who posted it, but it was like a diagram of what the hamburger helper's skeleton would look like because the oh face gosh. the face is in the palm but right. then it's got limbs on all the, all oh. the fingers it was horrific there was like a, a skull it was great 
Oh, it's also the pan's, the pan's Labyrinth baddie. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the eye hand situation. Yeah. yeah. The actor who plays that creature is also in Star Trek. Just going to give a shout out to Doug Jones. Hamburger Helper's Hand? He plays <laughs> Saru, who's a cool Kelpian alien. And when he walks, he's really tall and he sort of like swishes around. And his quarters on the ship are just so full of plants. And I, when we watch the show, I say, that's what I want our apartment to look like i want to look like a an alien's house that's what i just want like vines all over the walls and just like have to be misting everything it's kind of what it's like already i don't know oh yeah i mean i've yeah you've got you're well on your way i think i think it's more the spaceship the spaceship yeah you have get to focus me out of on, here probably <laughs> yeah please send me to the moon oh man Okay, so M, you are uh, just full-on goblin. Alicia, you're a hand. Just a hand. And what are you just, doing, Jessica? I've thought about this. I'm going to be... You know how, like, dust is mostly, like, dead skin cells that we're you just shedding? You tell us every episode. Yeah, you know how that's my favorite <laughs> fact about humans? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be, like, all those skin cells are going to form back together. into. I'm going to collect enough of them... And I'm going to incubate in a mattress all the skin cells that shed. They just like hang out in the mattress and I eat the mattress until eventually if you were to open up your mattress, there'd just be like a new you forming in there. But it would be sort of like almost um, translucent, sort of like invasion of the body snatchers style. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'd just be like your sort of your evil twin, I guess. Uh I- and I'd sort of, we could switch places and I would do, I'd be the evil version of you. And this is a service. Would it be um, an amicable relationship? Um, I know I'd definitely be a real prankster. That doesn't mean it's not friendly. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'd be like uh, zipping people into their mattresses and being like, ah, it's time for me now. Um, oh, okay. You get to eat the mattress. And okay. if the person you're Very pranking scary. has allergies, you're basically made of skin dust. So yeah. it's a nightmare for them. Yeah, yeah. this is They're why sneezing. I'm thinking of this just because I am allergic to dust. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm just real dry. I'm real flaky. And the only way to... Um, you are the weird dust man. The demon, not me. I'm not... Jessica Delisle herself is not <laughs> dry Yes, your lotions, whatever that meme was. I'm real lubed up. But the way to defeat me, the demon me, mm-hmm. is just to lube her up. Lube her up? Oh. Yeah. That's, so you're like a story that uh, parents tell their children, like, you better put the lotion on your feet, otherwise the dead mm-hmm. skin cell monster will reassemble yes. and zip you into your mattress. Yeah, it's like a Scandinavian uh, fairy tale that's so dark. And yeah, I am the reason why you should moisturize and also why you should dust and vacuum. Well, that's my big plan for tomorrow and you have motivated me. Yeah, or else I'll be inside your mattress forming. You're always welcome. You're always welcome, Jessica. (laughs) You know that. I may not always extend the invitation, but it goes without saying you're one of the few people that can text me when you're outside and say, I want to come inside. The mattress. The mattress. Come inside my mattress. (laughs) Um, What's the next segment? I've completely forgotten. Oh, dreamscape. Uh, Dreamscape. Oh, shit. Okay.
Fiona's Dreamscape. Okay, so this is a very rare segment we don't get to do very often. It was inspired by former guest Fiona Hernandez, who dreams vividly. Em, are you also a vivid dreamer? It's hit or miss, and I I just wanted to say this uh, this segment just because I had a very short dream, oh. and I it was two nights ago. I had a dream that um, local Vancouver comedian. Bobby Warner, who I, I've been on um, his and Randy Newmeyer's podcast, uh, mm-hmm. So You Were in the Party Again, and he's lovely. I don't know him well, but I just had a dream that he uh, he told me I needed to wear better pants. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Okay. I just thought it was so funny. Shots fired. Yeah. But he was so sincere. He was just sort of like, he was, I don't exactly remember what he said, but he was like, look at, like, you just need to dress better and like, Take care of yourself a little more and get better pants. <laughs> yeah, let's start here. Let's start with the pants. Yeah. Oh. And that was it. That was all I remember of the dream. And I woke up and I was like, I probably do need to go shopping in fairness. Like, I think I might listen. Yeah. <laughs> you needed a messenger. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, like, is this a real is this a real life problem for you? Is that like you have pants insecurity? <laughs> Well, it is because I hadn't I hadn't gone shopping for most of the pandemic, and then I had to buy a pair of jeans because I did a stand up set, and I was like, "You just can't wear sweats anymore, champ." It's hard. Uh, and I was so angry. Like I I went to the mall. My partner had to just watch me go. Like I don't like the mall. And then I went into Bootlegger, which still exists. <gasps> what at what mall? What mall did you go to? Oh, my partner lives in Langley, so we're out at Willowbrook Mall. Willowbrook Mall. Yeah, rarely mentioned mall. I know. I just like to sort of mess it up a little bit. Uh, so yeah, we went into bootlegger and it was all silver jeans and it just flashed back to like silver. when I was in high school. There was all silver jeans and they were all ripped and I got mad mm. and like had a tantrum and had oh, to yeah, leave. Oh yeah, the ripped yeah. jean thing. I hate that. You know? Or they all have anyway. like the whiskers on them or like they're like pre-faded, pre-cummed, pre-faded. <laughs> Pre-creamed. Pre-creamed jeans. That's how the monsters don't get you. Yeah, you need to pre-cream your jeans or else Mm -hmm. the goblins will come. Yeah, it's a hellscape out there for jeans buying. And the mall, you think the mall should be where the jeans live. As I sound like I'm doing, getting into like a (laughs) Stanfield? Seinfeld bit. But it's not, it's bad. Although we did find a pair of Levi's that had an applique Pikachu on them the last time I went with Jay, who was looking for jeans at the mall. And I was, they would have fit. And I really wished that they came in my size because I would have bought the Pikachu jeans because they were just so bad. <laughs> like I thought you were thinking for Jay. I, was... I mean, they did. They they were his size, but that's not his style. Fair. He's more it's of true. like a, a Squirtle or Bulbasaur or something, you know. Mm. I mean, Pikachu's not even my favorite. But anyways, this isn't a Pokemon podcast. Strictly Star Trek. Yeah, this is a Star Trek recap podcast. Oh, uh, whoa. Star Trek writers, if you're listening, uh, please write more TIG-centric Jet Reno episodes. That's all I care about. Um, is it time for potato business? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless we have any dream business. I did want to tell you guys about my sex dream about present day Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, no. Was his donkey there? No, his donkey wasn't there. Not in a sex way, I don't mean, of course. Uh, well, his, his donkey was definitely there. His big old donk, donk-a-donk. I can't remember all the details, but um, he had this technique where he kissed, and he would put his entire tongue in my mouth, but I could still breathe, and it was very sensual. Wow. So this, <laughs> you were into it. 
I was 100% into it. I think in the dream, I I had had gone to this hotel with a different person. And I was like, I'm leaving with senior version of Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) Senior. Senior Schwarzenegger. (laughs) Wow. Is this, do you think this is because when I ran into you, uh, no, like in the neighborhood, <laughs> I said that Jay and I had just rewatched uh, Junior and Twins. No, I don't know what it was. It was, I think, prompted by uh, considering a trip to Palm Springs. Okay. I think that's what it was. And like, there was something like, I think it was in my mind because the dream definitely was at like a California deserty place. Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate place to definitely have Arnold Schwarzenegger respectfully put his tongue down your throat, but you can still breathe. I love that you knew you could still breathe. That's yeah, such a, I remember like, thinking, like, I don't think detail. I would like this if it was someone else doing it, but he's doing it really well. He's got, he's got the technique <laughs> down. That's, yeah. that's why he's the governator. <sighs> yeah, he was governating my mouth. <laughs> Yikes. How about you, Jessica? I had a dream recently. I'd watched the movie The Boys in the Band for the first time. Have either oh, of you I've seen never heard movie? of it. It's from 1970, and it's... <laughs> What? <laughs> Wait, I didn't see it because I was like just fluids. I mean, I was just fluid still for a decade to come. Plus, but the but- way that you introduced the way that you introduced it was. Have you seen this movie? So I'm like, I'm thinking it's kind of more present day. That's all. It made oh, me laugh. Because then you're like, reason, oh, it's from 1970. I'm like, Fuck. The only reason why I thought you might have seen it is because it's kind of like, I think it was at the time kind of a big deal because it was probably for 1970. It's like a very gay movie. That is like all the characters are gay men having a party. Oh, it's based on a play and all the actors who are in the movie are the original ones who like opened the play with those characters. Anyway, it's very good. It's directed by William Friedkin, uh, who is the director that I like also directed cruising 10 years later. Um, But anyway, the night after I watched this movie, which is good, but it's very intense. It's in the way that so many movies that are based on plays are where you're just like, why don't any of these characters leave this one location? Like, (laughs) you could tell they don't want to be here. Like, it's it's just because it's raining. They can still go outside. But it's good. It's very good. They also remade the movie recently. uh, Yeah. With uh, directed by Ryan Murphy from what's that show? I hate Glee. Um, yeah, and it has Zachary Quinto in it. And so I'm like, I guess I have to watch the new version because it's got Spock in it. Anyway, now I'm back on Star Trek. But anyway, the night after we watched that movie, I had a dream where I was in that world, which is like the late 60s New York City sort of gay village scene. But I had to look after former guest Cam McLeod's baby. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, this isn't any kind of place for a baby from modern times like one day this baby is gonna want to go outside and <laughs> it won't be able to yeah that's true but i mean it's not a good dream i just i more wanted to talk about that movie but it was a good movie but yeah stressful but great great clothes very great Amazing. outfit good that music. seems like a netflix uh like subcategory great like, clothes you know, uh, stressful but great clothes yeah Uh-oh. strong female lead <laughs> that would make it worth it for me honestly no women in this movie it's all pretty sure it's all men yeah there might be like a woman in the opening credits but that's it it's like a oh, very how lucky how lucky because one of yeah one of the characters is like a fashion photographer so i think you see him like on a shoot or something anyway it's time for potato business i'm talking too much as is 
my tendency. Potato business. Do you cut it into fries? Do you bake it into pie? Potato business. Do you keep it in a bowl? Do you stick it in a hole? Potato business. Potato business. As our guest, we allow you to lead lead with the new business, new potato business. What are your takes? Because I'm spending time in Langley, I uh, have been introduced to the Hilltop Diner, which oh. is a cafe from like opened in 1946 originally, just as Holy breakfast. Shit. Yeah, it's a very cool. Yeah, Langley's good for good for diners for sure. And uh, yeah, they do the, like if you when I go with my partner, he's always like. Can you can you you'll get the Benedict or something and then get the potatoes on the side, the smashed potatoes, like extra crispy. And then I'm always in a panic, like also me extra crispy, because I forget every time. And then they come back and they're like mashed potatoes that they've then deep fried. And what? so there's like a skirt of skirt of crispiness, and it's the best. And they know what they're doing. And Holy I guess that's shit. why they're they're still around. So Do you like to have a little bit of ketchup on those or your hot sauce? I'm a yeah, I'll do some ketchup. Yeah. That sounds great. Into it. Yeah. And I just love potatoes so much. Yes. Okay, I'm, I'm looking. Okay. It's on Fraser Highway. That's it. It's closed right now, but it opens at 9 a.m. So I think I can... <laughs> you can hold off. I'm always saying Fraser Highway like it's the show. And my yeah. partner is just like, and no. Eggs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> toss, toss salads. I'm listening. Um, that's amazing because my potato business also has to do with Langley. And I thought perfect. I would be the only one, but oh now I feel seen. Um, <laughs> it's not even, it's future potato business. And I'm very excited because I have booked tickets for Sunday night to go see a double bill at the drive-in theater in Langley. <gasps> uh, Sonic 2 and <laughs> The Lost City, both movies I'm very excited about, uh, shockingly. Um, but I'm very excited and I'm going to get there early because they serve you poutine at the concession. And so like, I don't even remember the last time I had a potato, but Jay and I will be, uh, eating potato in our car uh, oh, while we watch, great. while we watch Sonic, uh, little, little blue guy go fast. So yeah, Langley knows how to do potatoes. Yeah, and drive-ins. Yeah, do get there early because it gets it gets so busy. And you don't want to. I mean, imagine getting out there and not getting a poutine. Yeah, devastation. So sad. So sad. Yeah. Devastation. That's why I bring backup potatoes. <laughs> Just an emergency poutine. Yeah, I've got the the emergency like first aid kit, and I've got the you know the space age blanket in case you know I heaven forbid something happens while I'm in the car and then the glove compartment is just full of potatoes so it's amazing Love it. yeah not a lot of people know that that hack that life hack what about you Alicia any potato I had, business I have potato business I had chips and dip the other night oh nice what kind um I wasn't sure I would like it so I was ordering off of uh, Dash Mart which is owned by DoorDash um and I was I don't like the Philadelphia dips. Like, I like the dips moms would make, like, with sour cream and, like, um, What's a, a package of onions. What's dip? It's like a thicker dip. It's, like, too thick. I oh. like a sour cream-based dip. 
Is Philadelphia like the cream cheese? More of a cream cheese, like based the brand. Dip. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. I can't, couldn't quite remember, so I just got a dill pickle dip and some plain rippled low salt chips, and I'm good for the next twenty years. Like I'm good, but it was fun. I have to say, it was fun. I like the the thought of like dipping the rippled chips because then it's like you get dip in all the grooves. Oh yeah, it's great. It was it was uh, reminded me very much of my best friend from childhood. Sherry's family always had chips and dip as a regular snack, not a special snack, around the house, and they always had onion uh, dip, and it was good. I enjoyed it, and yeah, don't know that I'd need it ever again. Either, you know, when you have it and you're like, okay, I remember now, I'm good. That's like me with poutine. It's like every time I go to the yeah. drive-in, that it's like we went in the summer and now it's like it's the spring. Again. That's enough time. Yeah. It's great. But then it's also, especially if you're going for a double bill, because I think last time we got poutine and onion rings mm, and so milk duds and it was so a double all bill. all the best food groups. And it's an out. I mean, it does feel like a a wild decision to make to drive an hour when gas prices are so bad and the planet is dying and I do feel guilty and then but I I think the the double bill run time is like 220 minutes plus 120 minutes of just sitting in the car driving to and from so when you get home I don't see any problem with any of this it feels like essentially being on a plane like you've taken (laughs) a long flight because you're just sitting for so long and you're eating you could be in Winnipeg you're eating cheese curds and potatoes and gravy and you're just like I think I got varicose veins from watching this movie I don't know how it works but like the fluids are pooling in my Hmm. vessels I don't know Hmm. Um, yeah so sounds like the best well speaking of pooling and vessels (laughs) speaking of pooling and vessels I'm uh, so sorry Emma who's your puppo of the week It's a tie between uh, Bruce and Avocado, who are my partner's cats. Oh, my oh. God. Those are great names. Yeah. And uh, Bruce is a girl, uh, surprisingly, because apparently we didn't do that coin toss correctly initially. And so named her Bruce and found out she's a girl. Uh, Bruce is a ki- like a tween cat now. She was, uh. um, she was yeah, we uh, Glenn got her uh, around Christmas and she's a little kitten. And um, so now I'll be talking to him on the phone and then I'll just, he'll be like, yeah, my day was pretty good. Ow, ooh, ah. And she's just like <laughs> clamping onto his bare foot. And I'm oh. like, I don't want to like blame you, but I'm ex- going to because you're not wearing slippers in the house right now. And it's, you got to wear slippers, man. <laughs> in Langley, you need slippers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when kittens slow down and become cats, it's such a huge transition. Yeah. Because like, they're so mischievous and they're so silly and so sharp. So sharp. It's a really mm-hmm. like limited experience. I love a teen cat. Yeah. It's a teen cat, and, and it's my awkward. first time being around a kitten, so it's been nice <gasps> to see see oh. her grow on the weekends. And Avocado is a full full blown cat, but not pick upable. Okay. Uh, when Avocado feels like it works, Avocado will climb up on my partner's shoulder and lie over his like front paws, over his front back paws, down his back, and just lie there. But you can't pick him up. Okay. Wow. What a diva. Yeah, he's he's delightful. He's just any yeah. But and they've also my partner has semi-trained them. I thought this was 
different at first, uh, but now I'm part of the problem. Because uh, when I got there, I noticed the cats would like jump up on his lap and put their little paws on the table uh, during dinner time. And I was like, oh, this is different. And then he would get mad. <laughs> he, would, he would take them off as soon as they put a back paw on the table. That's the line. Oh. And I was like, why any paws? He's like, no, no. Front paws, hands, back paws, legs. And the cats like know the rule now. So they just are like two paws up on the table and they can just sit there. That's cute. But when the back paw, which is like close to the like butthole area, (laughs) comes near food, that's when it's no, no. It's no, no. I get it. I get the logic. Yeah. Yeah. So makes sense to me. I'm now enforcing that rule in Langley and I'm part of the, I'm part of the problem. (laughs) So cute. No, you're part of a beautiful family. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, Bruce and Avocado. They're very sweet. I love a girl named Bruce. I love a girl named Bruce. Yeah. yeah. Great. I'm glad to know that there's more good things going on in Langley. Oh, yeah. Cats being cute. Yeah. Alicia, who's your puppo? Puppo of the week is Hank. I love him so much. Yeah. How's he doing? He's doing great. He, um, we had a really fun walk this morning, and that's my favorite time of the day and year is right now when weather gets better and the walks are so easy and there's bright outside and no one's up yet. We have a lot of fun. How about you, Jessica? I met a really good dog uh, named Monty. Uh, (laughs) You saw Jay and I the other day uh, going for a long walk and it was very cold. We met this beautiful dog and he was like a beautiful dog. Like I don't know the actual breed. We call it beautiful dog, but it's like white and sort of gray, like a salt and peppery dog, but not Mm -hmm. like a, a blue healer, like a long, long fluffy guy. He was just a really sincere dog and like really loved getting pet and did that thing where he just sort of like hugs you while you're petting him. And it was just like real, real nice to get just like a big handful of fluffy dog goodness. I just love him. It was really nice. And like the moon was out. It just felt great. And he was a big handful. Yeah. That's what you wanted a dog. Just, just like a big a, handful. Just like a dog who just like gazes into your eyes like emotionally and you're just like, but like silent Mm -hmm. and, you know, like not like licking all over, but like you can tell like the dog really appreciates it. Yeah. Yeah. That's my puppo. Speaking of adorable, great, wonderful things, this brings us to the end of the podcast. M, thank you so much for being our guest. If our listeners want to come see you do comedy or follow you online, where can they do that? Uh, I'm start, I've just started a podcast called Cathartic Laughs, so oh. they can look for that wherever podcasts exist. Um, and it's just me talking to comedians and friends about like how jokes help you get through challenging situations. Um, Amazing. And, yeah, the first episode is with past Retail Nightmare guest Sean Devlin, also oh, yeah. a Juno-nominated Wonder Human. So, yeah. Yeah. Guest. Truly. so that's where people can find me. I love it's that amazing. title, Wonder wait. Human. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start introducing people like that. Wonder human. Yeah. So it's, a, it's a real term. We're going to make it happen. Alicia. You guys can follow me on Twitter until Elon Musk buys it, I guess. You can buy my book if you want to. How about you, Jessica? I'm going to plug something that I've been meaning to plug for weeks. I was on an album that came out recently. Uh, former guest Dan Calusi put out an album under the name Fortunato Rudy Marinetti. I know it's a mouthful, but the album is called Memories Fool, and you can find it on the band camp of the record label that put it out, which is Bobo Integral, Bobo Integral. I don't know how to say it, but it's Bobo, which I think is pretty funny. Um, But it's a really good album. It's not really like any other album I've ever been on before. We recorded it a long time ago, 
in October of 2020. And it was very stressful playing piano, wearing a mask, being around other people. But uh, we did it. It sounds really good. Jay recorded most of it. And I like it. It's like, I can't really describe it very well, but it's good. So listen to it. And I am proud to be a part, a very small part of it. Oh, congrats. Wonderful. That's huge. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's weird to, to like be a part of something that has been released during this time, as I'm sure you both know. It's sort of like, what do you do with that? Uh, talk about it on a podcast a month after it came out, I guess. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Sorry, Dan. And if you want to buy any merch, you can do that at our website, which is retailnightmares.bigcartel.com. And I will mail it to you. Uh, Or if you've got some extra money just like piling up all around your apartment, you can send a little bit of it to us if you want at Patreon patreon.com slash retail nightmares absolutely no pressure whatsoever but i did put up a picture of uh my grad dress my prom dress that we discussed on the last episode so if you want to see that exclusive Mm. outfit that's just the most recent thing i put up there there's a lot better stuff than that i promise M, thank you so much for being our guest again and next time we will not let like four years go by yeah no this is a delight and so nice to see you both Nice to see you. And to our listeners, everybody have a great week and take good care of each other. We love you all. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.